0: There and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcasts and to listen to us. It is our prayer and hope that Christ would be glorified and you, as our listeners, would be edified. I encourage you, if you've never been to the podcast webpage, that you would do that sometime at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out a lot more information about us. We have a statement of faith more how to contact us uh, we've got different ways of doing that uh, or social media accounts uh, there's links to that and uh, we ask that you please uh, follow us on one of those uh, social media accounts make uh, comments to us we try to post things there uh, about the podcast obviously uh, what we've just released uh, We also post things that are in the news about the church around the world and persecution and even positive things about what God is doing around us. And so please make sure you do that. Uh, We would really, really be grateful. If you would like to support us, uh, we ask that you first support us in your prayers that we can continue weekly to make this podcast successful as it has been for the last Uh, Three years. If you would like to financially support us, we would be really thankful. See that as a gift from God. And you can do that through our webpage. Uh, There's ways of contacting us and sending those resources to us as well. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to make notes and kind of follow along. I don't think I'll be reading a lot of verses today, but I will be referring to many. And so. Please uh, make notes. Uh, You're always able and willing. You could always play the podcast back and and try to go back through on your own to study it. I encourage everybody to do that, to check me out uh, through the scriptures, uh, not through what you've been told or heard or uh, what you believe in your heart, but against the Word of God. That's what we really all need to be doing, is studying the Word of God and knowing it better and better. And, you know, we 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 get comments uh, out of some of these third world countries. I'm hesitant to say the countries anymore uh, because I'm surprised that we even get listeners from them that were not being banned. And so anyway, you know, they what they know of the church in America is all these big mega churches and uh, preachers with big books and writings and uh, and then they have stumbled across us, I think, uh, by the grace of God, they have found us. And they said, "Wow, you really opened it up uh, for us. We understand you and we can follow you. So uh, there's a reason why I don't always use big words. Sometimes I really can't pronounce them, to be honest. Uh, but to also, the other side of that coin is these people, their English is not their first language. If you're in the United States, I hope that you would understand uh, that uh, I'm trying to reach all people from all educational levels and backgrounds to come to know who Christ is, and that you would support it and listen to us. Uh, I, I've got doctors and school teachers that I know that are listening to the podcast, and they just really like it. We get good compliments from them all the time, and uh, we have received a few critical from them, and we've made adjustments. Uh, if they're good uh, godly uh, things we we certainly listen to that and try to take heed to that so today or this is really part two of last week uh, historical reliability i I want to call this one the uh, the reliability of the new testament with the uh, apostles and so please follow along Uh, like i said you can always pause your podcast and back it up and listen to it again And please listen to us all the way through before you uh, make up your mind here. The New Testament, uh, we need to keep things in mind about the documents. We must consider that it is totally, again, historically reliable. We need to keep in our mind also the logic of our course. And if we can show that the New Testament is reliable uh, to report the events that took place in the first century then whether we believe the Bible is the Word of God or not, whether we believe that Jesus is the Son of God or not, one thing is a for-sure thing. Uh, The New Testament is a reliable report of history. Then what Jesus says, what he made the claims to be, what he did, uh, the deeds, then he really did them. Those things really happened. And if we're able to match those deeds against the claims, we have to start drawing conclusions. So, what is the the function of reason? Uh, The function of reason is not to do away with the evidence because there is some prejudice against the supernatural, but the function of reason is to sit in judgment of that evidence as it comes to us, and with a reasonable mind, draw a conclusion that it is keeping in with the claims to be, and that the claims that are made, just like sitting on a jury or a judge listening to a trial, he's going to listen to the testimony, he's going to draw these conclusions at the end. What evidence was based and given to him? So, we want to do the same thing, we want. Uh, In this podcast, we're going to do our best to give two reasons for believing the New Testament, again, historically is reliable. And for me, you've heard me use this example several times, and I've used it a lot uh, over the last 20 years. These things were written in the same generation in which the events took place. Okay, so... Here's the book by F.F. F. Bruce uh, in his book called The New Testament Documents. We have these writings of the New Testament as they were eyewitnesses. First of all, men who saw what was going on, who participated in events that took place, very careful. Secondly, research like Luke, we've established that in our previous podcasts, who researched it out from eyewitnesses, or or Mark, who traditionally says that wrote down what Peter preached. Uh, the New Testament documents, thirdly, are are actually eyewitness accounts. And lastly here, they, they were written in the generation in which they took place. And I think all of these are very important, especially the last one. Uh, they, they were circulated among people who were alive at the time when those events took place. They read them, they listened to them in public gatherings, whether it would be at the synagogues, the temple, or in homes. They listened to this. Hundreds and thousands of people in the first century Folks, they became Christians and then they suffered persecution, they just suffered discrimination because of what was written in the books that we call the New Testament. Again, F.F. Bruce tells us that in the turn of the century, Romans set out military police force basically to confiscate the writings of the New Testament and that the church. Uh, simply just wouldn't give them up. What does that tell us? I mean, that's why we have them today. They did not collect them all. They didn't burn them. They didn't get rid of them. Well, that's how we have our Bible today. It tells us really clearly that they believed in these New Testament documents, uh, that they were the Word of God. And whether you personally believe it's the Word of God or not, one thing is for certain. These people certainly confirmed to you and me that as far as they were able to know, these documents were reliable recordings of the historical events. This is this is the test. And I think it's very strong. Uh, these collection of these documents were written from about ninety AD to 160 AD. Uh, They're often referred to as the writings of the church fathers. Uh, They were not apostles, but they were men who came after the apostles, Uh, men who either sat at the feet of the apostles or at the feet of those who did, like Barnabas, uh, not the Barnabas of the Bible, but uh, Clement of Rome, men who wrote for us between 90 and 160 A.D., Uh, they, they were write, written to the churches, uh, to Christians, to encourage people to be faithful in the face of persecution. They quoted from nearly every book of the New Testament. And so, we, if you've never read any of the church fathers, uh, you you ought to try to take time to read some of that stuff. It's it's really interesting historical things, and again, it helps you understand how we came to be where we're at today. First of all, two things here: uh, all during those dates, the New Testament had already been completed, and it had either been uh, or was very closely brought together. Uh, And secondly, the Christians in the first century to whom uh, these men addressed themselves really received the New Testament documents as reliable, making them historically reliable to report on every event that took place. Okay? And here's some of the events that we want to talk about. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of verses here, and please uh, be sure, if you really want to study this out, to... So just make notes. The first one is that Jesus claimed that he had come down from heaven. Okay, all these Bible references I am going to give will be out of the Gospel of John. So he claimed to come down from heaven. John chapter 6, verse 38. He, he makes the claim, second of all, that his teachings came from God or from the Father, depending on your version. Uh, John chapter 7 verse 16. And then he he claimed Thirdly to be the light of the world. That would be John chapter 8 verse 12. You know, and, and we have the seven I ams and this that would be one of them, uh, I am the light of the world. Uh, the the I am statements are unique to John's gospel account to prove that Jesus was God in the flesh. Again, and that leads us to the next one. Jesus claimed to be from above. And so you can go to John chapter 8, verse 23, and the following verses. And this is what I really want to read. Starting in John chapter 8, verse 23. And he was saying to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that. You will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Verse 25, So they were saying to him, Who are you? And Jesus said to them, What have I been saying to you from the beginning? I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And these things which are heard from him, I speak to the world. And then, verse 27, they did not realize that he was speaking to them about the Father. And so, again, Jesus claimed to be God. Uh, The Gospel of John is full of this kind of stuff. John chapter 10, verse uh, 30, and then verse uh, 36 says this. The Jews picked up stones to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father, for which of these are you stoning me? And notice here in verse thirty-three, the Jews answered him, For the good works we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. Jesus answered them, Has it not been written in your law, I said you are gods, and if ye called them gods, to whom the word of god and the scriptures cannot be broken do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world you are blaspheming because i said i am the son of god okay so there's lots of things here that i could probably run and talk about for a long time but again here is jesus he makes the claim for being god he claimed to be emmanuel god in the flesh And he does say, I'm the Messiah. I mean, that's what he's saying in in these verses. And there's a popular teaching that Jesus never proclaimed himself to be a Messiah to the Jewish people. Well, they've never really studied the word of God. They're just trying to uh, further along some of their uh, theology that is not really true. Okay, so again, back to our points. The next one is Jesus claimed to be able to raise from the dead, uh, rise from the dead. Excuse me, I should pronounce that correctly. Uh, John chapter eleven, verse twenty-five. After he raises uh, Lazarus from the dead, he says, "I can do this for anybody." And then Jesus claimed that his word was the word of God in John chapter twelve, verse forty-eight. And then lastly Jesus claimed to be the way the truth and the life. Another one of those I am statements and that would be in John 14 verse 6. And so here's the evidence folks uh, that historical nature that Jesus claims and there are they have to be reliable. Now the miracles of Jesus when Jesus performs a miracle. You have to see and look what's going on around that miracle. And it's usually because Jesus is being challenged by something, and so uh, he will make a statement, and the miracle will back up the statement. It proves the message. That's really what we need to understand. Uh, the definition of a miracle generally is a supernatural happening, defines that nat naturalistic explanation so literally it's it's the work of god Uh, john the baptist was a great witness Uh, miracles are greater witnesses than john and john chapter 5 verse 36 so if you have a bible turn over there with me john chapter 5 verse 36 but the testimony here's jesus talking which i have is greater than the testimony of john For the works with which the Father has given me to accomplish, these very works that I do testify about me that the Father has sent me. So Jesus tells us what the miracles are all about and why he's performing them. So note this here if you're taking notes. Uh, Whether you believe those deeds, whether you believe the New Testament, is a word of God or not. Again, one thing is for sure that the New Testament is a history book. It is reliable, and when it records these deeds, then those deeds took place. Uh, the New Testament documents, again, uh, they are not missed. They were written uh, in a sober appearance of history. Uh, the writers ask us to believe their accounts are true. Uh, John, is the apostle, would say that in John 19, 35. And then in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, the apostle John would say, hey, this is why I wrote what I wrote, so that you will look at the evidence. I was there. I saw it. I touched. I ate with Jesus. I I slept at his campfire with him. I I watched him die. I saw the tomb uh, where they buried him. It was empty, and he appeared uh, to all of us. And so uh, after his death and resurrection, we saw him. So, again, if the Bible is historically correct, then those events that are in the Bible have to be historically correct, and they have to be true for us to believe. Some of the deeds of Jesus that are recorded uh, in the New Testament, again, uh, proving that Jesus is the Messiah, Uh, again, all these are going to come from the gospel according to John. John. Uh, John chapter 2, in the first 12 verses. The first miracle that Jesus will do is turn water into wine. Uh, Second thing is the healing of of the nobleman's son, in John chapter 4, verse 46. You can read that. Uh, A healing of a lame man, in John chapter 5, the first nine verses of that chapter. Uh, The feeding of the 5,000, John chapter 6 verses 5 through 13. Something to be noted here about this particular event, this one is recorded in all four gospel accounts. So it must have been a very dramatically impressed thing on their their minds as they said, wow, we fed how many people today? Uh, John also records in chapter 6, Jesus walked on water. And then Jesus healed the blind in John chapter 9. You know, I, when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, you know. So he opens this man's eyes up so he can see the light. And then notice here, the last thing, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. In John chapter 11, uh, first starting in verse 38 and ending around verse 44. There's a lot of verses there to read and study. And, And, you know, I get little messages occasionally that people actually are uh, taking the whole week to study out our, our podcast and, and check it out. And I I want all of you to check it out uh, through the Bible. That's that's how we're supposed to do it. So John says, the apostle, in the 20th uh, chapter, verses 30 and 31, notice this, many other signs, therefore, Jesus did in the presence of the disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written... And he, okay, and he references these seven things that we just talked about so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and in believing in you may have life in his name. So again, the Apostle John records this, uh, for us as a history book, as he saw it take place, as he participated in it. he says, I have recorded these deeds for you, which obviously are works only God could do in order for you to believe. Uh, I mean, walking on water, healing the blind. Uh, wow. Okay. And so how many times did Jesus raise the dead? We have three recordings, and Lazarus is one of those Probably the most popular. The sad thing about Lazarus, if you read chapter 12, the very first part of that, is they want to kill Lazarus because it was a testimony that Jesus was the Son of God, that he was the Messiah, he was God in the flesh. So, but here's the supreme sign, the ultimate sign that is recorded in all four uh, of the gospel writings, is that Jesus Christ himself was raised from the grave. They all write that Jesus really did die. I mean, it's hard to survive a spear that was thrust into your lungs. Uh, No medical treatment was provided. You would die from that alone. Uh, These guys at the cross, these uh, executioners were professional executioners, and they were, will watch you die. That was their job. You're not coming down until you're dead. You were sentenced to die, and this is how you're going to die. End of story. So, the conclusion has to be there was a man from Nazareth who made claims, and he was able to back up those claims with with marvelous deeds, with the resurrection of his own body from the grave. So, reasoning from all of this tells us that Jesus is who and what he claimed to be, and that is God in the flesh. I hope and pray that this is helping you, Uh, just quickly going through a lot of these uh, lessons here uh, of who Jesus was and the historical evidences. Uh, Don't forget the eight claims that Jesus makes about himself in the Gospel of John, uh, that Jesus is who he says he is. And so I want to thank you for listening. We're going to continue this idea next week. Uh Lord Willie, we're going to talk about the historical reliability again of the New Testament as we go uh through this uh subject. So this is number four uh, out of this series. And I hope and pray that you have been uh have learned something, it gives you something that you want to study. Yeah, I certainly hope and pray that it has. It, it helps me and gives me uh, my unshakable belief on who Jesus is in the gospel, in the Bible, and so on. So when somebody challenges my faith, they come up with a different type of idea, uh, I can stand firm and say, hmm, I don't know about that. Uh, no, I don't believe that because, and give them an honest answer from the Bible. And if you agree, say, "Oh yeah, I've studied that out. You're right. I, I I believe and concur with you." And so, um, anybody who teaches and says this, and I've heard it, uh, if you you're not going to find this in the Bible, Okay, I'm quoting the speaker, because God gave me a new inspiration. Uh, in end of quote, well, anybody who says that, uh, I I'm running away with very quickly. Unfortunately. Uh, may being sucked into this teaching, and they're, uh, it's what they want to hear, I think, at the end of the day. So it is our hope and prayer that we will find people who want to listen to the gospel, the message of the Bible, grow their faith. You know, I know we don't have all these whistles and bells, and we, we, we don't want all the whistles and bells. We want to give our listener, something to hang on to and to study and and pray over and and help them grow closer to Christ. That is really what we want. That's what we mean by edify, and that's certainly what we hope, that this message, this podcast, has given God the glory that he deserves. It's all about him. Uh, He died for you and me. He shed his blood for you and me. And the only way to salvation and forgiveness is through Him and His Word. The only way to be cleansed and, and make our garments white as snow is through the blood of Jesus. And we're going to continue to go through this thought process on how to look at the Bible from a different perspective uh, that is not unreasonable, it is not unbiblical to see the Bible as a historical document. Uh, even unbelievers today see the Bible as a historical document. It records a lot of events and people and names, and that kind of helps us put everything in perspective uh, and dating uh, different things. So, again, please hit that like button. Make sure you follow us uh, so you get alerts on your phone. Uh, We we certainly appreciate followers. Uh, We always, of course, want more followers. We pray that God will allow that to happen. Please follow us on social media. Uh, what we have to say. uh, We occasionally post things there about what goes on with the persecution around the church and perhaps what different uh, churches are doing. And if you're listening to this, I have never said this uh, on the podcast, if you are a missionary in a foreign country outside of the U.S., I would love to hear from you. And I really would like to know how we could pray for you in the persecution in the country that you're in. We post this. uh, We try to make the effort once a week on our prayer request page at the bottom. What nation to pray for. Please, uh, if you want us to pray for the nation that you're trying to serve, I I would be honored uh, to anonymously put that up for you and have uh, the people who come to the webpage pray for you. We get the web page gets a lot of hits, and a lot of people are reading the web page. So please, if you're a missionary, uh, I would just love to hear from you. And we can discuss maybe how to put uh, their information up on our web page. And we rotate and cycle those through. So yes, if you pay attention, I'm gonna, you'll see this, uh, the same country come up. We need more countries, and we, I want real-life experiences from people. That's really what we want. I think it just makes it so much better. Again, I, I thank you for listening. I, I know I kind of ramble at the end. Uh, weakness of mine, I like to keep going. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.